0: Hello, this is Nick with Bold Perceptions. In the beautiful city of Warsaw, Poland, a city that was 98% destroyed after World War II, it's a population of people, a culture that has been through hell and back, conquered by many different neighbors, including Sweden, Austria-Hungary, Napoleon swept through here, the Mongols way back in the day, and then obviously Germany and Russia in world war ii so it's it's an area and a population of people that have been through a lot of adversity but they've came out on top they are now independent they are very prideful people they're very resilient strong cold on the outside but once you crack the shell very warm and very nice but why do i say this because today on part two about outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill, Jake and George speak on the topic of faith, and not necessarily in the religious sense, but in the sense of believing things will get better, believing that you can become who you want to be, a little law of attraction, manifesting, um, just having faith, you know, being a positive person, I think it's a fantastic episode, you will enjoy it, and I hope you will share it with someone, because once you share it, that person will be like, wow, thank you so much for sharing that with me, and... It'll make you look good. Also, it'll expand our community. And when our community gets expanded, we only give more value back to you, the listener. So it's a win-win. You can't lose. Enjoy the episode and embody the Polish spirit of battling through adversity and having faith.
1: Bold Perceptions is back and we are actually rolling right now. If I don't say so myself, we got a lot of momentum. I was pretty pumped to jump on this one with Jake today, and we are back with another outwitting the devil. I kind of, it's not a book recap. It's not a spark notes type of thing. You know, you're not going to be able to pass an English test by listening to this podcast. If you're reading the book and you got a test on it, but we are wanting to talk about another theme of the book, and uh, Jake. You liked this one a lot. You liked Groupthink, the first one, but you liked this one, Faith.
2: Yeah, yeah. First, let me say I'm excited to be here, too, with you, George. I'm all clean, just got out of the shower, just got done hitting golf balls, so I'm in a good state of mind and ready to do this. But yeah, um, yeah, it was Faith. And when I was reading it, I was like having just like epiphany after epiphany kind of realizing like well maybe i maybe i don't have as much faith in like myself and the world the universe as i thought i did just the way he was describing stuff and uh so yeah i thought it would be a good episode to do just because i'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are almost in a i'd say a fear-based energy if i if i had to characterize it and i think that's what he kind of says it is in the book it's the fear-based energy
1: Yep, yep, 100%. I'm I'm also clean, by the way. I took a nice cold shower. That's one of my big things lately. I've read that it helps with a lot of stuff. Well, maybe I'll do a podcast on that later, but I did just want to say, if you did not listen to the first Outwitting the Devil uh, podcast Jake and I did, I kind of set it up, uh, prefaced the book by saying, yes, uh, Napoleon Hill wrote the book Outwitting the Devil, but it's not really what it sounds like. It's not a black and white religious book you don't need to you know follow christianity and believe in the stereotypical red-skinned horned devil with a pitchfork in its hands it's not really what it is um the devil is more so in this instance uh evil a sense of evil in the world uh negativity uh, fear-based energy really like you just said jake and um basically napoleon hill the author Uh, Goes into it on how to outwit the devil, how to get away from evil, how to succeed, how to maintain positive energy. And he said one of the things, one of the most important things is to keep your faith. And obviously that is a very religious term. But in this sense, I just want to set this up by saying he describes faith as kind of a sixth sense. And right here out of the book, I circled this the first time I read it because it hit me. Uh, He says, the state of mind known as faith apparently opens to one the medium of a sixth sense through which one may communicate with sources of power and information far surpassing any available through the five physical senses. So basically, um, we had Professor Gino on, Jake. I remember this. And he basically said, Your gut and your intuition cannot be measured. Uh, Sometimes there's no reasoning even behind it, but you've spent all your life at this you know, in this instance, 24 years of our life, fine tuning your gut, your instinct, your sixth really. Your spidey senses are tingling, right?
2: (laughs) That's a good way to put it. Yeah. And Nikola Tesla also uh, claimed that he got all, uh, he was able to tap into the universal consciousness where he was able to find all answers and knowledge. And he says that anybody is able to tap into that as, it's all getting onto the right frequencies and whatnot. But yeah, I, I like that quote too. I had it underlined when I was going through the book. And dude, it just, the reason I think all this jumped out to me, like I said a little bit earlier, is just that I realized I was living with like really, I don't know if I was living with no faith, but I just, I don't know. At the end of the day, I don't know if I really believed that, um, you know, the goal would come through, that my goal would come true because I was so worried about like the plan on how to get there and that's a really opened up my eyes as he talks about is having faith, like you don't worry about the plan. Like you have trust in this infinite intelligence that it's going to lead you to it. And because if you were to ask the infinite intelligence, what the plan was, it wouldn't know. It just like kind of guides you there uh, throughout. And so I think that is really something that kind of stuck with me and just kind of made me realize that, Hey, You don't need to worry about like all the little things and how you're going to get there. It's just, you know, keep chipping away, staying consistent. And then at the end of the day, just like really believing that it's going to come true. And it's not like wishing because anybody can wish, but it's having like a set actual belief, faith that it's going to happen.
1: No, I agree. And another thing you hear about whatever goal you're working toward, uh, there's always a process. There's always a journey. I hear this so many times from successful people that have been there and done that. And they always say the process and the journey is like the funnest part. It's not even the outcome because I feel like the process actually may lead you somewhere other than where you think it's going to go. And that's probably why faith having faith in that process and your step-by-step procedure is so rewarding because ultimately you're doing one good thing after another, you're doing one positive action after another. And that ultimately is leading you to, you know, the promised land, whatever that even is. I mean, you you may not even be going where you think you're going to go, but it's going to be rewarding in the end because that process, you had faith in it. Trust the process. Right? right.
2: Yeah. And I like what you said about like doing one good thing after the other. Cause he says there's like a value in giving before trying to get, and, uh, something too that he he said that I liked was uh, nothing within reason is impossible to the man who knows and relies upon his other self whatever man believes to be true has a way of becoming true and that's pretty much just like is the law of attraction which I knew like has a new age hippie twist on it that is just kind of like if you think it it's going to happen and once again this puts it in like you got to actually have faith and believe it's going to happen because whether you believe it or not, like you are constantly attracting your thoughts and they are shaping your reality um I mean, I can speak on it just with how I was while I was doing drugs and like then post drugs about like my happiness levels and where I was at um like I back then, I was always like so depressed, and then everything around me like just sucked, and if something happened, it'd suck where now if something happens, and I'm in a good mood, it's maybe that thing is actually it's a stepping stone it's meant to be there you, you turn your perspective your perception of it so i just think that it does a really good job of breaking down how you actually like obtain the manifestation rather than just saying like you got to wish it it gives you kind of like concrete steps on how to like manifest what you want if you want well, if i can put it that way
1: yeah no that's a good way to put it because, I mean, it's not like you're going to run into this alternate reality all of a sudden where, okay, for example, here's an outlandish example, but you're not just going to become, a lum- I'm looking at some pine trees in front of me. You're not just going to suddenly wake up and be a lumberjack in a red flannel chopping down wood. Like if you're, if, you're, if you're thinking about becoming a basketball player, that's not going to happen. You're not just going to wake up and you're going to have an ax in your hand and you're going to be chopping wood. You're going to actually be taking steps towards becoming a basketball player, right? And people do put like a hippie twist on the law of attraction stuff and think it's BS. But at the end of the day, it's actually very logical when you break it down because whatever you're thinking about, clearly that's where your focus is going to go. That's where your energy is going to flow. And I mean, the haters on the other side of this whole spectrum, I mean, the haters and the naysayers towards the, the law of attraction would probably say, well, it's unattainable. What if it's unattainable? But really, if you're actually about it and you're actually thinking about how to get there, like it's going to happen eventually. It just is. That's the way the universe works. You can't look at it from a macro level. You got to look at it from a micro level uh, and taking actions within a systematic approach. That's going to get you there eventually.
2: Yeah. And I want to say something too, about like people that don't believe in the law of attraction. I mean, if you look throughout like different civilizations throughout history, they all had basically the law of attraction. They just, had a different spin on it like Christianity has prayer uh, different religions have different ways the law of attraction is just like uh, a new way of looking at it, a new uh, way of wording it so it's it's like it's it's been around in every culture dating back to when we began to write so I mean there has to be something to it if it's stuck around this much throughout history I mean there just has to be something to it and I think. Like, you, I, you can attest, you can see it in your daily life if you actually like take a step back and make yourself aware of like what you're thinking of. That's, I think that's the first step is just being aware of your thoughts because I, I want to, that's funny I brought that up. I want to say something about that is the other day uh, I was watching something and I was eating and I put my food down. I was eating chicken nuggets. I put my food down and then all of a sudden it was like 10 minutes later and I read the word McDonald's like, all of a sudden, my first instinct was to turn and grab a nugget and eat it. And my nuggets weren't from McDonald's. I, had like, made them myself. But it was just crazy how – that right away that – because I felt something in my stomach, like, kind of growl after I read that. And all of a sudden, I was eating the nuggets. I was like, that has kind of been programmed and ingrained in me. I don't know how I got to this point, but I just thought that was kind of wild.
1: Yeah, no, I mean – it does relate to this because basically it's whatever you're consuming, whether that's music or what, what you're reading, what you're watching, who you're around. I mean, eventually that becomes your reality. Like what you produce. Um, I know I just said, watch what you're consuming. In this case, you literally consumed the nugget because you consumed the word McDonald's. But that goes back to what you were saying with law of attraction. I mean, reality is a mirror. Like you create it, you really do. And, like I said, the negative naysayers relating to the law of attraction will look at it in such a short-term mindset that they can feel comfortable disproving the law of attraction. Like if if you today, Jake, were to say, I'm going to become a muscle man. I'm going to become the greatest bodybuilder ever. And then you got somebody not in your corner looking at you in two weeks and they're like, oh, didn't work. Like you're not a muscle builder. Like that's, that didn't happen. It's not like an immediate thing. It's about trusting your other self and having faith in the process and staying the course to actually get there.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, So I want to bring it back here real quick. Um, We got a little bit ahead of ourselves. And so the big thing that, like the main idea, I believe, at least in the beginning of this book that Napoleon Hill is like trying to get across is this idea of the his other self, or everybody has a quote-unquote other self, and so what it is, I guess, and the way he found it was really similar to today's situations and what's going on in the world. There, this, he wrote this during the I think it was the Spanish flu, um, and then during the economic collapse afterwards, and the Great Depression, and all that. And so it really relates to what's going on today. Um, so at the time too, he had just almost gotten killed um, for associating with a certain person. And so he went into hiding to West Virginia. So he was poor at the time, had no money, no job, scared to come out of his house, depressed. And all of a sudden he realized like, this is not sustainable. I, he, Cause he had, before this, he had written a couple self-help books, how to grow, um, how to think and grow rich. One of the most popular ones he had written at this time. And so he just felt like a complete fraud, that he wasn't able to use his own work um and so and he realized he was in this fear-based energy and so he kind of switched out of it and he just started acting on his goals without worrying about attention to detail like the plans and so he went up to Philly we had no way of making money at the time didn't know where he was going to stay didn't even know for what he just knew he had to go to Philly and all of a sudden in Philly he finds a place to stay he has just enough money for that night he actually stayed up he stayed in an expensive place cause he wanted to keep the mindset that he deserved that or whatever. And so stayed in an expensive place at Philly he had one night to pay for it. And then he just would figure it out. And he would just, he said he was listening to his quote unquote other self who was directing him, telling him, go meet with this person, uh, go meet with that person. I know he had to like make a, he wanted to set up a meeting and he didn't know with who yet to get funding for this book. he went through a bunch of different names, wrote down lists. And at the very end, it finally came to him, called that guy, started getting funding from this book. And so basically what it is, is I guess, is just listening to your intuition. And I think that's what he was doing at the end of the day, is listening to his intuition and not questioning, you know, how is he going to do it, not breaking down all the details, just knowing what he had to do and acting upon it. And it's kind of what I said earlier, what made me, what was an epiphany for me was that I was always so focused on like the plan and how I'm going to get there, the little steps into just taking action. And so that's what his other self is. And he basically describes that other self then as faith as well. So you're just going with and having faith. And that's where faith becomes a sixth sense because it's, things just happen to work out and so forth. So that, that, that's the main idea here, I think, that we're discussing. And then there's a bunch of stuff under that that obviously um, we talk about. So does that, does that do a pretty good pretty good job of explaining that, George? Yeah, no, that was actually very cohesive. And
1: uh, I can tell you actually read the book. It didn't hit up spark So I mean, that was a good knowledge check. But no, you're right. And I remember when Napoleon Hill, the author, was talking about going up to Philly, he literally had negative money. He had zero money, if that. But he knew like deep down, he described it as his other self was just screaming at him to go to this city, invest for this reason, uh, set up this meeting for that purpose, blah, blah, blah. And he just went with it. And obviously, looking at it from a long term standpoint, it clearly turned out well, like this is one of the most popular books of all time. Um, so I mean, it just it's, it's interesting to think about too, because so many people in the world what is there is there six billion i haven't brushed up on this stuff lately but like think about how many other selves or like six senses there are in the world like what do you think this is weird to think about what do you think would happen in the like across the world if everybody listened to this other self they had like what would be the impact
2: of that i just think it'd be a bunch of people a whole lot happier and a whole lot more fulfilled um and just not worrying about little insignificant stuff. I just think at the end of the day, this like gave him focus, drive, determination, gave him a goal to work towards, gave him purpose. Um, and I kind of want to talk about too, something he said in it. And real quick, what what do you think would happen?
1: Well, I mean, I, I just started thinking about it. I didn't really even come into this recording thinking about that question, but I think you hit it on the head because if people actually locked in and focused on what, you know, their sixth sense told them to do like their personal intuition and blocked out all the outside distractions. I mean, I think it would lead to a very more much more harmonious place on earth and everybody would be happy doing what they're doing. Um, I'm not entirely sure if everybody can do what they want, right? Like in a perfect world, I don't know how many people would be doing what we, you know, public society thinks is shitty jobs you know I, I don't know maybe people want to do that though maybe their other selves want them to be doing quote-unquote shitty jobs like it's not shitty to them so I think it's all about just kind of listening to your inner self and
2: yeah walking out yeah I think some people considered like pizza delivery job a shitty job I'm about to quit my sales job in the corporate world to do pizza delivery it just I think it better aligns with who I am at the moment, what I'm aiming for, and what I want to do going forward. And just it's like me preparing for Mexico, um, and it's a way I can free up some time and focus on some other stuff at the same time. So yeah, it, and this is actually this is a perfect example. So you have a sales job that people that it's stereotypical, right?
1: You go to college, you get a degree, then you get to the nine to five you made it you're successful your parents can tell all their friends yeah he's in the office he's working in the corporate world but then now you have this other other otherworldly desire to move out of the country with nick um presumably hopefully focus on bold perceptions (laughs) and obviously you're listening to yourself with that like you're not happy with your job now we can actually talk about it i don't know if the employer is listening before but yeah you quit that job you're going to be way happier you're going to be way, making way better money maybe because i know you're working a couple jobs right
2: yeah so i'm gonna be doing so yeah, i will be overall making more money um and honestly some sales days some days i'll be making more than i did in my sales job some days i won't because it was all commission-based anyway um and towards the end of my commission i wasn't doing very well because i just did not like it so much it was affecting my performance but yeah i had some people would say, look at that and be like, dude, you're taking a step back. Like you're going from the corporate world down to a piece of delivery. And <laughs> I like thought about that, like too. Like what if people, like I so I'm delivering empire. Like, like what if people see me delivering? And I was like, if that, if I really care about that. Like if that's going to hold me back. what others think then I'm already lost. So, but yeah, I'm just listening. I could say I'm listening to my other self following because I've, I've been saying for so long that I'm going to do something else I'm going to do something else and I finally just acted upon it I was like I want to do a delivery job I it also too it was for a while there I was unsure if I could even do a delivery job because of uh, the DWI that I got back a few years ago just found out today I passed the motor vehicle record check so I'm good there so I got the job so it was just finally taking action and I, I just know I'll be so much more happy. Um, I can also kind of choose my schedule and just shit like this. Well, well, and here's the
1: other thing. So from the outside perspective, yeah, you're going to have people saying, oh, you took a step down the ladder. But when you really look at what you're doing, not only are you going to be making more money some days because you're working another job as well, but something that people may not consider is the end goal is to get to Mexico. and You want to focus on the podcast. Okay. So in the pizza delivery car, instead of you know just dialing numbers at your sales job that may not even be picking up or not even answering if they do pick up you can actually be listening to like maybe even how to start a podcast how to grow a podcast and inspiring things like that like you can use your time better overall
2: yeah and i'll have more time during the day to match up with like nick's schedule because nick's seven hours ahead so i'll be so i'll be working nights sometimes and so i i just I'm not one that really likes a set schedule where it's like, okay, you're here eight thirty to five, Monday through Friday. I like a little bit of variation. Obviously, it like sucks to work on the weekends, but at this point, right now with the lockdown and everything, like, is the weekend that much different than the weekday? I mean, it might honestly be better for me going to the golf course; won't be as crowded on the weekday. So, and I, like, I don't know. I'll have some weekend days off. So, it was just finally listening to my intuition and being like, "Fuck it, we're gonna quit." Because it's it's always scary making that jump um, and starting something new, quitting something familiar. But honestly, I feel good. There's light at the end of the tunnel, done with the sales and ended next week. And my goal is to never go back to doing the corporate nine to five, that sort of life. I just uh, it's not for me. It's not something I like. And so took it upon myself to change my circumstances. Well, and here's the other thing about that.
1: It's not like you're... I mean, maybe you are, maybe this is what it turns out to be, but it's not like you're trying to become Papa John <laughs> or like Mr. Domino's here. Like that's, that's not the angle as of right now, at least no, it's going no. to get you to a place where you're going to be happier. Money is not everything, even though you probably will be making more a lot of the time. Cause again, you got the second job, but it's just, it suits you better and you're listening to yourself and you're trusting your process. Like you have the faith element of this down. 'Cause you know that's gonna get you to Mexico, your next kind of goal, right? Um, and you're just gonna be way happier in the process and more in a more
2: creative space, I'd say. Yeah, and dude, delivery drivers, especially in Paral Lake, it paid nice. Like they were telling me like the average like uh night with the tips and everything. So yeah, and I used to do Jimmy John's in
1: Prior Lake, and that was, like, the greatest job I've had. And it was, did not pay that at all, I'll say that.
2: Yeah. Um, it's kind of relating the book to my current situation. And so, it's kind of changing gears here. There's another thing I want to talk about, and kind of mentioned it a couple minutes ago, is uh, you said, George, you said, uh, like, just doing good things. And I said that there was a part where he says, uh, try giving value. or The value of giving before trying to get. There's value in giving before trying to get. Is what he says, and what he did is he changed his perspective. And so he says, when he used to go to prayer, and this is could be prayer to God, prayer to the infinite intelligence, where you get all the answers and knowledge from. He used to ask what it can do for him, like what can he get. And then he started get, um changing that and started saying thanks, thanks for what he had. He realized that he had a sound, mo- sound body a uh, good mind that's never been seriously ill, uh, creative creativity, and a few other things and then he said he realized that the infinite intelligence seems to not at all be offended when he would give thanks and show that he is grateful for the blessings which have crowned his efforts and then uh, at the same time too you can you give thanks to the infinite intelligence but you can also obviously ask for whatever but it was just changing that perspective and realizing that, hey, I am actually very blessed. I do have a lot of good things going for me. I have, you know, the very, very basic that some people don't have. And so just it's all perspective.
1: Yep. Yeah, and in the book, so I know exactly what you're talking about. He, I, I remember he had started to list um, or write down a list of all of his intangible assets. So like you're saying, he had an able body, uh, a sound mind um i mean you could even say yeah i mean i'm i'm happy i live in this country i'm happy i have a car i am happy i have a roof over my head those are tangible assets but you get where i'm going it just it starts with being thankful and that's what they so i grew up in a very christian family and that was kind of the premise of prayer it was always to begin by being thankful right um and to not be greedy overall to like give thanks And not just be always asking for something or praying for a favor, right? And I think that does change your perspective on your situation. And in the process probably makes you a more positive person because you realize you do have a lot of good things going because instead of going into a prayer uh, to God or, you know, the infinite wisdom or whatever you're praying to or whoever, I think it just kind of spins your mind around to a more positive gear instead of focusing on what you don't have or dwelling on the negatives. I think it's just important to have faith in your life and your situation and your journey, whatever you're doing, whatever you're looking for. I just think that goes a long way to, to give thanks, to give value. Like you're saying, instead of trying to
2: get value all the
1: time, I think it's greedy. You don't want to be
2: greedy. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And one thing he also says he does is uh, once a year, he'll take a personal inventory of himself. And so he will recognize things like greed. And so uh, he does that for the purpose of determining how many weaknesses he has bridged or eliminated and then which ones he still needs to tackle. And I thought, wow, that's a really good idea because then once a year you see how much you've grown and the habits you've changed because I don't think enough people give themselves credit. And I know I don't give myself enough credit for the good that you do the good things that you do each day each year um and the growing that you do do you're always focused on the flaws and the negativity where you know if you took a personal inventory once a year you'd realize like hey you know, i've really improved and i know like for me within the last year i wish i would have kept personal inventory because like dude honestly i can't remember a lot of shit from the past few years so it'd just be good to know like where i've grown and on things I still need to work on because there's still a ton that I need to work on. But at the same time, like you got to give yourself credit for the things that you have done. You can't always just be focused on the negatives. And I think that also goes into the whole giving thanks instead of just asking. Yes. No, I agree with
1: all of that actually, because I mean, we talk about the law of attraction, Jake, and that generally is promoting a positive mindset and living, you know, a positive life. But that also, we also talked about how, you know, you want to give value a little bit, not a little bit, a lot. And in turn, you're going to get value. Cause like what you focus on the energy you put out there, that's what you get back. I know you're a big energy guy uh, with, you know, mirroring your reality and all that good stuff. But I mean, it just comes down to, do you want to be an enjoyable person to be around? Like, obviously the answer is yes. So in that case,
2: don't you want to
1: be giving value? You don't want to just be asking for shit all the time. You don't want to be a spoiled brat. You want to be, you you just want to be a positive person. You want to have a positive vibe around you. I think this is kind of what he's getting at in a sense. Um, because the law of attraction states, I mean, what you get, what you give in is what you get. So why not start giving value, start giving thanks more than you're, you know, being greedy out there looking for, you know favors and playing the victim really
2: yeah exactly and uh i know he keeps saying and talking about infinite intelligence and people just might kind of scoff at the idea but he he does a good way of like breaking down like what it essentially is and like proof that it is there he goes uh, that basically there is a power of first cause or an intelligence which uh premeditates every atom of matter and embraces every unit of energy perceptible to man, that this infinite intelligence converts acorns into oak trees, causes water to flow downhill in response to the law of gravity, follows night with day and winter with summer, each maintaining its proper place in relationship to order. This intelligence may aid in transmuting one's desires to concrete or material form. I have this knowledge because I've experimented with it and have experienced it. And so basically it's saying like there nature follows laws. There there is like the universe is alive and it does it. I think we can all tap into it. It's all it's a part of us and we are a part of it. Um I think I'd like what's this like we're all stardust or whatever. Um that just proves right there that we are one with the universe. And so it would make sense that if you get to like a certain state, like a meditative state, you'd be able to tap into it and communicate with it converse with it or pull knowledge from it so i think that just did that that paragraph for me kind of made it easier for me to grasp the concept of an infinite intelligence and yeah
1: and what i like about that is it doesn't it, that is, that's inclusive to literally everybody's beliefs like
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you you know what i mean it doesn't matter what religion you follow or what you believe, or even if you're an atheist, I don't know, like, it doesn't, it literally does not discredit anybody's beliefs, there's obviously something that's infinite knowledge, there's some law, nature's inside of us, right, and we're a part of nature, like, you're saying, like, there's gonna be a summer, and then it's gonna be some, followed by a fall, and then a winter, and a spring, like, it's not random, the universe isn't random, there's kind of a system to it, and I, what are you saying here, I think, you correct me if I'm wrong, but i mean faith and following that process i mean you're gonna you're gonna experience good results and positivity from that
2: yeah i mean i'm i don't, i don't know if i've ever met someone that was unhappy that had just like faith in themselves that's what i think it is at the end of the day is just having faith within yourself and knowing that you are capable um uh, i that's my whole thing too with religion is it's putting the emphasis on a different power, and I believe there is a higher power, but I also believe that that power is within you, at least most of it is, and so that's how my beef with religion is, is it doesn't focus on you. Like imagine if those diehard, and I'm not coming at religion at all. I think it's really good, and I think the world needs more of it because without it, look around. But I like imagine if like the super Catholic person instead of putting all that power and energy into god and i'm not saying that's bad but put that power and energy into themselves, and believed that they were capable of, of all that i think that they would unlock another level to their potential or something or the other so i, I just i think at the end of the day it's really just having faith within yourself and faith that at the end of the day you're going to figure everything out everything is going to be better. totally agree
1: and going back to what you just said um taking for example somebody that might be very catholic if they focus on their faith and their beliefs and their strong affiliation with the catholic religion and not worrying about what other think, what other, what others think or other religions out there like i to your credit and your point here i have never seen an unhappy like devoted catholic person we'll take that as an example here um and then where i do see some you know some negative effects of being strongly religious sometimes is they start worrying about others and what their beliefs are yeah. but in reality i just think that's just an insecurity of theirs i think it's a problem with them because if you really let somebody else's beliefs affect your own in this opinion or in this example your catholicism then are you really following catholic catholic you know principles right like i think it's got to start with you inside
2: yeah i agree it's that whole trying to convert people thing and that just annoys people too because yeah at the end of the day you're trying to change somebody else and i think you're right that there is some insecurity there and they're running away from something that they need to change about themselves and they need to do some personal inventory once a year but uh yeah i think that pretty much uh sums up this this is only like a little short 10 page section the whole the whole chapter talks goes more in depth about the other self and so yeah. I mean, is there anything else that you got from this chapter that you want to add? I mean,
1: I was just about to say you, uh, you've turned into a dark silhouette as <laughs> nature lets the sun set. I think that's uh, i think that's the alarm for us to stop talking about it. I think it's the alarm for people to actually get the freaking book. Cause I'm telling you, like you're saying, this is a 10 page section. We just talked about it for 50 minutes. Now I get the premise of book club. Now I didn't get it when I was younger, when all the, like, the moms would come over to my house, and they talk for two hours about a book. Now I get it because we just talked about ten pages for forty something minutes, and I feel good. So maybe this is my calling to start a book club, Jake. Maybe <laughs> I should just follow my my other self's directions right
2: now. Uh, a bull perceptions book club sometime in the future. I think that's a great idea. It is because I I think too that everybody should read this book. I need to finish it still. So um, yeah, I need to do that. But yeah, it's a, it's a good book. It's crazy. Yeah, you can talk forty minutes about. Ten pages, and I don't think we even hit on everything. Like, there's so much good stuff in that portion, and that's why I really want to talk about it because I just literally I was reading it and just being you know, like epiphany after epiphany. It was like little explosions going off in my brain. Like Jesus Christ, that makes a lot of sense.
1: And- <laughs> no, honestly, I read I read this part on a plane, um, and I, I had like a really fun vacation ahead of me, um, and I like could not like usually on planes I'm like I gotta land, I gotta land, but I was pounding coffee circling excerpts from this section i was just riled up like i was riled up i did not want to get off the plane and uh no it's it's interesting what the power of reading can do because you can just learn so much it's so weird just from little printed words on paper you can retain a lot it's wild i highly recommend reading that's a whole nother tangent but
2: and the biggest thing too about reading is making sure you put it into action afterwards because there's a lot of people that just read self-help but you know, don't do anything. So it's a healthy balance, but yeah, everybody should read. I should read more. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that 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 should do it. So thank you, George, for, uh, conversing on this topic with me. It's always a pleasant time. I enjoy. And so until next time you got any last words,
1: Uh, I got no
2: last words. Um, the night's winding down. I just got some fresh sheets.
1: Got some new, you know, sleep aid. I'm excited to sleep like a like a koala tonight. Do they sleep a lot? I don't know. Is that a good metaphor?
2: know. Uh, I just read something about koalas recently. How like the, the worst animal ever. So uh, whoa, okay.
1: <laughs> All right. Maybe I won't sleep like a koala, but I'll figure out what I will sleep like. And um, I will talk to you tomorrow, Jake. And when you guys are listening to this, feel free to share it with somebody else. I know you're going to have somebody in mind that you'd like to hear it, even if you're talking crap about Jake and I here. So feel free to ignite that flame. But all is well in the world. Thank you for coming back for another episode of Bold Perceptions. Thank you.